Hello, 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 Rise to Purpose Nation. Welcome again. My name is David Rochelle III, and I am your host. Today's episode, I wanted to give you some food for thought in reference to barriers to greatness. What are things that are preventing you from becoming the best version of yourself? So if you never thought about this, this is a topic that I wanted to talk about and just kind of go into some details in reference to what I think is important, not only, you know, for you, but then also some things that I've found to be important for myself. And one of the things I'll start off with is the fact that I discovered quite some time ago that I'm, I really am an emotional person and I base certain decisions based on emotions. And I also get in the mindset of not taking action based on emotions as well. For example, procrastination. This has been my arch nemesis forever. I quickly learned at a young age that there were quite a few things that came easy to me and academics was one of them. And so going through school, whether or not it was through you know, kindergarten, whether or not it's through, you know, of course, junior high, high school, and even college, I found that I had a certain level of intelligence that made it easier for me to engage in academics and become successful. So there wasn't really a need for me to study hard or, you know, work hard at almost anything. And I had the ability to wait until the very last minute to perform my homework, my study, even study for a test if need be, and come out, you know, making A's and B's. And so this kind of stuck with me at a very early stage in life. And then you fast forward to, you know, other aspects in terms of athletics and things of that sort. Well, of course, I was a, I was a good athlete. I'm not going to say I was the greatest athlete. I probably could have been a great athlete if I put in more time and effort into certain aspects of developing my athleticism. But needless to say, uh, that procrastination filtered into my athletic uh, desires in terms of athletic performance with certain sports, whether or not it had been track, football, baseball, and other things. So fast forward to being an adult, procrastination. Uh, this has been my ultimate barrier to greatness because here it is, we've gone through, we've gone through and, and going through a current pandemic and knowing that the world was shutting down, I procrastinated about exercise. I procrastinated about eating healthy to maintain my current health status. And over the course of the pandemic, dating back to March 2020, I began to gain weight and fast forward to today's date over the course of one year, I gained during the pandemic, 25 pounds, 25 pounds that my body has never seen before in its entire existence. I ballooned up to 225 pounds. Why? Because I procrastinated about doing the things that I know that I need to do and my internal dialogue was along the lines of, well, I don't feel like it. And that was the only excuse that I needed. I don't feel like it. And so when we collectively, as humans, get to a point where you base things off emotions, well, I don't feel like doing what I know that I need to do. 
we begin to create issues. These issues can later turn into problems. And for me, because I didn't feel like it, I put on 25 pounds. And in addition to that, my liver became fatty and I began to produce two liver enzymes at an extremely high and even dangerous level. And so in understanding how my procrastination has not only increased my, 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 um, you know, I'm drawing a blank right now, geez, has, has decreased my, my health status, but it has also put me in a place where I've had to give up certain things in life. And I've always prided myself on being able to do everything in moderation. And so now I'm at a point where I'm addressing my weight, I'm addressing my fatty liver and these enzymes. Now I'm beginning to take over and regain the options that I once had in life. And so I'm getting the weight off. I'm becoming more active. I'm working out on a consistent basis. And now in my head, when I say that I don't feel like it, that is the trigger that I've determined that is going to make me do exactly what I don't feel like doing. And the fact is, if I don't feel like working out because I'm tired is because guess what? You're not producing enough energy. So if you're not producing enough energy, of course, you're going to feel tired. So go produce energy, go work out. And so I'm getting my ass up out of the chair, leaving my laptop, leaving my iPad Pro and leaving my phone and I'm going to work out. I'm also making sure from a nutrition perspective, I'm on it. If I don't feel like eating something healthy, that's exactly what I do. And it sounds grandiose to a certain degree, but these are things that I know that I have to do because I want to live a life of prosperity. I want to live a life that I can be independent as long as I'm walking upright. I never want to be that person that has to rely on my daughters to take care of me. And that's a gift that I would love to give to them, being able to take care of myself and allow them to live their lives as long as I'm walking this earth. And so not to say that I digress, but I went into a long explanation of my procrastination as being a barrier to greatness. Another barrier of greatness that I've constantly experienced, Rise of Purpose Nation, unfortunately, your boy is a hopeless romantic. I have that just that optimism and sincere desire to have reciprocity in a relationship that's equal to what I'm giving out. And I know that's that's almost impossible in today's age. But, you know, I believe that if I love someone hard, maybe, you know, they'll love me just as hard. And, you know, it's it's hard to it's hard to actually get to that place with people. You never know where people are within their walks of, you know, relationships and just what they've dealt with in the past and whether or not they still have it with them and they're still dealing with it. But I'm a hopeless romantic. And so that's, you know, one of the aspects of what I've dealt with on a consistent basis that has held me back in terms of reaching greatness. I always look at, you know, the desire for love as being something that can unlock a whole nother level to me. And, you know, with that being said, you have to understand, you know, what are some of the things that are stopping you and why aren't you working towards, you know, the best version of yourself? And for me, love has been that thing. Why? Because I've looked at 
people who have been in marriages, who have been in long-term relationships, the fact that they've been able to say that they've been married for, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, that, that is something, Rise of Purpose Nation, that I would love to be able to say at some point in my life. But it, it has escaped me. But then I also have to think about, well, you know, what level of quality are these people having in their relationships? And what I found is that, you know, when it comes to barriers and why aren't you working towards something? Yes, I do take ownership as far as what I've, what I have lacked in my relationships in the past. But then also you want to make sure that you are attempting to mirror your life after someone who has what you want. And so I used to be of the mindset of, well, I'm not going to talk to anybody that doesn't have what I want. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. How is somebody, you know, who's broke going to tell me how to become rich? How is somebody who doesn't have a successful relationship, how are they going to tell me how to move forward with my life? But in fact, talking to these people can in fact help you in understanding what not to do. And I had to reframe my way of thinking because people who don't have what you want, they can tell you what to do not to get to where you want to be. And that in itself is learning. And then on the other hand, you talk to people who have what you want and are happy with what they have. And I'm going to say that again. Talk to people that have what you want and are happy with, they, with what they have. Why? Because these people are some of the most genuine and generous people you will ever come across in your life. And I use the example of married couples, you know, that, that goal that I have, it's like the last little thing that I want in my life is a successful marriage. And I always use the example of Barack and Michelle Obama. These two individuals as a couple, they represent in my eyes, the ideal marriage. I love the fact that knowing their background, knowing that Michelle was a successful attorney, she gave up her law career in order to su support Barack. But then on the other end, Barack was making sure that he was a man worth supporting and that he had a vision that both he and Michelle could actually see. And she made the decision to support him. And she gave him, by, by doing that, she gave him permission to be great. And look how that turned out. And I look for that. I know that there are several layers and levels to me that I have yet to really begin to understand what I can accomplish in this life. And I know for a fact that it's going to be within that person who's going to bring it out of me because we all need and desire and even deserve someone who's going to support us, who's going to be our cheerleader and someone who's just going to be that person that is going to be our you know, uh, our counterpart throughout entire life, because we're designed to actually be social beings. Uh, we're designed for relationships. And so I always love talking about, you know, just relationships in general. And, you know, that's grist for another meal. We, we're definitely going to get into relationships uh, within this podcast. But then also, I want to talk to you about, you know, those people who have what you want and are happy with it. Seek mentors. And when I say seek mentors, seek rich mentors. 
Rich mentors, not in the traditional sense of strictly talking about money, but people who are abundantly happy actually make the best mentors and coaches. So these people can be rich in spiritual health. These people can be rich in intellectual health, rich in emotional health, rich in physical health, rich in social health, rich from a career perspective. These are all people that you can learn from. And when you find people who are rich in any element of life that you're looking to improve upon to become great, seek these people out as coaches. And then once you seek these individuals out as a mentor or coach, be coachable. You have two ears, one mouth. You should be listening twice as much as you're speaking. If you knew everything, then guess what? You would need a coach or you wouldn't need a mentor. And I use the example, Michael Jordan, great athlete, one of the greatest athletes that's ever walked this planet, arguably the greatest of all time, the GOAT when it comes to basketball. And for those of you who want to argue with me on that, hey, we can take this up in another podcast. But Michael Jordan, great athlete. Yet at the same time, when you look at Michael Jordan's career, he didn't obtain, obtain his first championship until he found the right coach. And I say found the right coach because he did have influence on Phil Jackson becoming coach at with the Chicago Bulls. But once Phil came into the equation, Mike became that guy. He was coached. He allowed Phil to do his job and Phil allowed him to reach another level of greatness that Michael Jordan didn't even know existed. And so together they worked on creating a better team. And that's what it's all about. It's about creating a team together. Everyone achieves more. And so you have to have the right people on your team. Having a mentor, having a coach is definitely something you want to take a look at because these people who are rich in these endeavors, well, like I said, spiritual, physical, intellectual, emotional, uh, even social, these people can help you get to a whole nother level of life and help you with becoming much happier and fulfilled. And so you want to take an inventory of where you are today. Are you, in fact, consciously aware that you are not the best version of yourself? And are you consciously aware that you are or are not aware of working towards your best version? How are you when it comes to the version of yourself and how you present yourself to others, not only at work, but in your relationship and friendships and, you know, just in, in general dealing with others? How do you appear? Are you the best version of yourself as a mother, as a father, as a son, as a daughter, as a cousin, as a coworker, as a boss, as an employee, as a contractor? Are you the best version of yourself? And if you're not, what's stopping you from becoming the best version of yourself? That's a question that although I present these things to you, it's something for you to answer. And one of the biggest things that I would hope that you take away from this is that mentorship, coaching, these are things that can help you rise to greatness. If you ever want to get to that next level, obtain a coach, obtain a mentor, obtain someone who is not only, once again, 
rich in that element, but also happy because they will be generous and genuine and truly be invested in seeing you grow. Because people who don't have can't give. And I'm going to say that again. People who don't have can't give. So if these people aren't where they want to be in life, if they don't have the money, if they don't have the happiness, if they don't have the spiritual life, if they don't have the intellectual capacity, the emotional capacity, the physical capacity, there is nothing they can do for you because they can't do it for themselves. And nine times out of 10, these people, although they may be sincere in their approach, they cannot possibly help you with something that they've never been able to achieve themselves. So always be mindful of who you choose as a mentor, as a coach, or even a friend, because all of you, I'm pretty sure you've heard the term, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And you want to make sure that the people that you spend the most time with are people who help you with aligning yourself with where you wanna be in life. Because at the end of the day, it's all about how you see yourself from the inside out versus how pe people see you from the outside in. So make it a point to think about, address, and even do some due diligence. Take a look at how can you go about finding out a, where a mentor may be that may even be local to you that you can meet in person or you know someone that you can actually do a virtual coaching uh, session or program with. You know, we all have barriers to greatness and having an outside perspective looking in can be very valuable because when you're in a situation and you know what I'm talking about, when you're in a situation, it's kind of hard to see every angle. But when you're from the outside looking in, you can see angles that that person who's in that situation can no longer see. And so if you find yourself in a situation, seek someone who's external that you trust. And let me reverse that, that you know, like, and trust that will be able to provide you with the guidance, the coaching or mentorship that you need to become the best version of yourself as possible. Rise of Purpose Nation, I want to thank you for listening today. This concept was actually brought to my attention by my younger sister, Alicia Rochelle. We affectionately call her Lisa. Uh, Lisa is a mother of four, and one of her most outstanding accomplishments to this date has been raising all four of those kids uh, with an emphasis on her oldest son, who happens to have it, uh, autism. And this young man, although, of course, those who evaluated him and presented, you know, presented tests to him said that he would only operate at a certain level. Lisa didn't accept that, and she helped him with becoming the man he is today. I love Dylan. I love what he's able to do today. I love the fact that Lisa didn't succumb to the stereotypes and the testing that was presented to her. Uh, because it, 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 the, the test greatly limited what he would be able to do in life, and she didn't accept that. She raised him to operate within our society, and he's able to do so. So I thank you, Lisa, for giving me this topic to talk about today. I love you. 
And hopefully all of you who are listening today that you receive something out of this. If you have not done so already, I need you to go ahead and subscribe to uh, the Rise of Purpose podcast. I need you to also share it. And then also, if you would be so kind, if you found value in this, give me a review. Give, a, give me a review so then I'll know exactly how you feel about this and others can know as well. And then we can continue to rise together. Until next time, continue to lift those while we rise. Have a great day. Signing off.